show <laughs> for what it's worth um for the uninitiated the ill-informed and for those of you that just plain don't know this uh, little podcast kind of spawned off of my other solo show called the 8-bit packy cast which you can find over on the tangent bound network which is essentially a show that I created to basically talk about things related to the nerd culture. Such as, you know, video games, comic books, TV shows, movies, things like that. And and it's funny because, you know, the, the term nerd itself is very subjective in that one can really nerd out about whatever the fuck they want. I mean, even even somebody that's a complete and utter sports nut is nerding out about statistics and, you know, plays being ran or, you know, whatever their favorite team is and, and the history of that team. You know, in any case, they're essentially nerding out over something that they're really passionate about. Like me, for example, you know, with, with the 8-Bit PackyCast, I would nerd out about games and comics and TV shows and movies, which eventually just became games and TV shows and movies, which eventually became Packy's personal life. <laughs> I, I reached a stint in that show where I wasn't able to adhere to the format anymore, and I basically just would sit and talk about what's going on in my life just just for the sake of having content so that my show wouldn't die. And it's because I was basically at a point in my life where that's all I could do. I didn't have time to research articles or topics for discussion or anything like that. So I I did what I could and I kept the show going and and through that it sparked a, a a really weird aspect of podcasting that I did not know existed. It's not so much that it's just content to put out, but it also becomes kind of an audio diary, you know, a, a way of chronicling what's going on in my life. And I found that extremely therapeutic. It was really weird because I was... I mean, I was essentially just sitting talking to myself to a microphone, which somebody eventually heard, but just being able to get my thoughts out of my head and into something concrete, something that I can go back and listen to at a later date if I wanted to, or even just being able to hear myself say these words out loud, it really helped organize things in my mind. It, uh, it, it made everything fit where it's supposed to go. 
And that's that's become a pretty big thing lately for me is just trying to find where things are supposed to fit. It's a it's it's a certain level of organized chaos that I like to if if I want to give it a title, you know, the the, the way that my brain works. Um it's not very formulaic at times. Nor is it even remotely punctual. <laughs> I mean, you know, when when I first started the 8-bit packet cast, I actually had a set release date. When when I started it, I wasn't working. It was in one of my off seasons. Um and for those that don't know, my job is I'm a seasonal employee for a specific municipality in the state of Oregon. It's it's a fancy way of saying I'm a government worker, but um, I just do parks maintenance is all I do. I just groundskeeping, landscaping, stuff like that. Nothing scandalous, unfortunately. Um, actually, probably fortunately, given how scandalous the government can be. But nevertheless, I basically work six months on and six months off. Well, it was during one of my off-seasons that I was approached by Mark Bogner of the Tangerbound Network. He's network manager over there. I'd, I'd said something about wanting a podcast, and, and he's like, hey, here, I'll give you one. And lo and behold, I became the first podcast to start the ever-growing expansion of the Tangerbound Network. Because before that, it was just him and his friend Jim doing the Tangerbound podcast. There was nothing else. And then along came my show, and it just kind of started the wave that is now up to, what, like 68 shows or something like that? It's incredible. Um, and you're probably asking why this show is not specifically hosted on the Tangibound Network, but I will get to that in a little bit because I'm still uh, chronicling my story thus far. So Mark came to me and gave me a show. And I I came up with everything I wanted to talk about, and I came up with a specific release date. And since I didn't actually have a job or anything to tie me down, I picked a certain day of the week, and there it was. And it, it was kind of funny because, you know, he said, well, Tangerbound does Wednesdays, Twofer does Mondays, or something like that. And I, I think at the time, Twofer did Mondays. And all these other shows did other days of the week. And I didn't want to, like, I thought it was, like, stepping on people's toes to try and release a show on the same day as somebody else. So I was like, well, I'll take this day because nobody's releasing anything then, at least within the specific uh, family of podcasters that was formerly known as the Carnival of Podcocks. And uh, I I thought it would have been rude to try and release my show on the same day as other people, so I picked, I think it was like Tuesdays or something like that. But then when I went back to work, I had to change it to I think it was Saturdays Fridays or Saturdays or something I don't know and it, it eventually got to a point where it was kind of like well alright well I can't do it that day so it, it it became just whenever the fuck I could do it and then that turned into whatever week I can do it and then that turned into whatever month I can do it I mean I had some pretty big gaps in there for a while, and, and that's something I really want to try and avoid with this show. So I'm going to come out with a specific release date per week, 
and I'm going to adhere to it. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one because I want to prove that I can be consistent. I'm just proving it to myself, not to anybody else. I just want to know that I can I, I can make a plan and that everything can go according to it. You know, <laughs> I want to know that I can set this goal and achieve it. It's a small picture kind of thing, but plenty of small pictures make a big one. So can't argue with that logic. Um, well, along the way of my, for lack of a better term, podcasting career, I've made some very wonderful friends um, through doing my show. I think it was episode four. I titled it uh, Spread Love Like Violence. And that sparked something in who I now consider to be a really good friend, um, Zach from the Blood Pods Network, who at the time had, I think he had three shows, was only two. He does just Zach, which he still does, and two for with the aforementioned Mark, which he also still does. And then I think Bloodcast was somewhat defunct at that point. It wasn't officially you know, canceled per se, but they hadn't done one in a while, I think. Well, he came to me and said, hey, I know that those are Angels and Airwaves lyrics, and I'm a big Blink-182 fan. Do you want to come on my show and we'll talk about it? And I'm like, I don't know who you are, but all right, sure. I mean, what's the harm in that? Well, lo and behold, we'd spent an hour, I think, talking about Blink-182, and then like two weeks later, he's like, I want to have you on again, but I want to have a schedule for this one. We got halfway through it, and we're like, fuck it, let's just make a podcast. So Zach and I got together and birthed down the bunny hole which is our podcast that's on his network the blood pods network very blink 182 centric show we actually just recorded episode 47 which is awesome but again for as much as the 8-bit packy cast fell by the wayside so did down the bunny hole for a while so we've been recording that show for over a year well over a year at this point but we are nowhere near a year's worth of episodes Possibly a year's worth of quality, but not quantity. So, um, nevertheless, that that has been a very epic, epic journey so far to do that because it's it's not only rekindled a passion of mine, but it's it's reintroduced me to um, influences that I had not really long since forgotten, but that kind of just disappeared, you know, it, it, from, from my, uh, from my frame of my vision, you know, the, the spectrum of which I can see, I'd forgotten about the, the different music in my life that had really been pushing me all these years to want to play my own music. Um, I've been playing guitar since I was a freshman in high school, which is, 14 years ago at this point almost 15 and th- I mean there there were gaps in there where I didn't play I think the longest I went without even touching a guitar was about two years which is incredible to think about given that they were sitting right there in front of me they weren't in their cases they weren't on a stand they were laying against my bed or my laundry <laughs> I I guess I should say I did touch them just to move them out of the way, but it was never to play them until one day I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? 
pick this shit up and play it. And so I started, you know, just casually playing, just for fun. I'd, I'd sit there and strum basic chords along with songs and everything like that. Nothing too intricate or extravagant. But it wasn't really until Zach and I started doing Down the Bunny Hole that, you know, that that reignited my my love for Blink-182, which I've always been a fan of them my entire life. It's They've always been there. Zach and I have gone on record to say many times that their their music seems to chronicle and coincide with our life. It's really weird. It's like at, at the certain point in our life where that music came out, it was right when we needed it, which is weird for material put out by guys who are 10 plus years older than us. So it's really weird, but nevertheless, it's, it's, it's incredible. And to look back and actually see all that, you know, you realize that they've always been there my entire life. And I've never really acknowledged that until now. And it's, it's in looking back at that. And then of course, you know, all the other different avenues that, led to different bands and different influences for me. It it basically just got me to start picking up my guitar more and more and more and playing along with it. Also because Zach is quite the guitarist himself and I didn't want to be shown up, <laughs> so to speak. Not not so much like uh I was intimidated or anything, but it's like uh, you know, he's sitting there playing these riffs and playing along with songs and I'm like, "Well, I want to do that too, so it gives us something more to talk about. It gives us something more to to connect upon." And and sure as shit, it did. I mean, that that led to something even greater, where we're starting to just play music together, or not, not so much together, we'll record it, and we'll send the files to each other and say, hey, check this out, I came up with this riff, what do you think? And we're somewhat collaborating, not not to the point where we're really creating anything yet, but we're getting there. You know, he's he's working on, he's a much better guitar player than I am, and he's able to make the music and, and in the last in the last uh 10 or 11 years I've been unintentionally <laughs> I guess working on my singing voice you know when, when I was in high school I recorded a cover of Stacy's Bond by Fountains of Wayne for a senior project and it sounded awful it was me and a couple friends we did all the music and I was the only one that could even remotely hit the right notes, and it still sounded dreadful. It was it was just like barbed wire flossing your ears, you know. <laughs> it was bad. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm not much of a singer, you know. And like I would sing along to music, but at a certain point, it's like as I was driving to work, I'm like, well, I might as well just sing and force myself to figure this shit out. And I'm by no means any good at it now, I think. But over the last, I th I'd say three years especially, I've been extremely focusing on it. I've been pushing myself to try and reach higher notes. I've been trying to find a different way to sing certain songs. And fuck, over the last six months, I've actually learned how to use my diaphragm. It's weird. Like, I've used it before, but I've, I think I've actually learned how to control it. I still can't make it sound good but I know where to sing from. And I think that's a good starting point. And I've, I've worked on cover songs. I've, I've got a few of them up on my SoundCloud account and on my YouTube account. And even at the ends of some of our uh, episodes of shows and they've, 
they've been pretty well received, I guess. I mean, nobody's come and said, well, that's fucking awful. You shouldn't do that. I've said that to myself on numerous occasions, but people seem to like it. So I'll seem to keep doing it, I guess. Um, and it's good practice because, you know, with, with my having this, this passion for music, this affinity, this, this need to eat, sleep, and breathe this shit. I, uh, I've made a recent revelation that I have to do something with music with my life. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm meant to play it. I don't know if I'm meant to make other people's music sound better by producing it or mastering it or engineering it. I don't know. That That's... That's kind of the point of this podcast, really, is is not only just, you know, kind of a weekly update on what's going on in my life, but I also want something to document to, like I've said before, to chronicle this new journey that I'm on, because it's kind of a big deal. It was a couple episodes ago of the 8-Bit Packycast, um, I want to say episode of 42. It was 42, yeah, where I went into detail on everything. I, I unloaded, you know, everything about this, this promise I made to myself where I, uh, I purchased a new guitar recently. It's nothing fancy. It's a Epiphone Les Paul Jr. It was like $99 <laughs> at Guitar Center. And the reason I bought that is because I had previously purchased a Gibson Dirty Fingers pickup and I didn't want to put it in my other electric guitar which is an Epiphone G400 just because it doesn't fit it just it doesn't go like the the sound and the the middle finger that that pickup produces does not go with that guitar I mean it's it's by no means like a a prissy or a preppy guitar. I mean, it's, it's the G 400 is more or less the Epiphone version of the 61 reissue, which is what Angus Young plays. And so, I mean, if you've, if you've seen ACDC and you've seen Angus Young, you've seen his guitar it has like the little horns on the, as the cutaways. I mean, it's, it's a fucking badass looking guitar and it's a, it's, it's its own form of, of rock, but it's it's just not like I said the middle finger that the dirty fingers produces. I don't know why the Les Paul Jr. screamed that kind of badassery to me, but it did. And maybe it's because it's all fucking jet black, which um, is actually what I've named it is jet. I don't know if it's still a thing to name your guitars, but the red one's name is Cherry, which is going to change because I actually have plans to rip it apart, sand it down, and repaint it a completely different color because I'm kind of tired of that cherry red color, to be perfectly honest with you. But anyway, uh, Jet, just something about her just said, hey, that pickup can go in this guitar. And it did. And it does. Oh my god. I, I hope to be able to well, there's no hope. I'm going to make it a point to include a lot of music being played on this podcast for myself, whether it be for my acoustics, 
my electrics, what have you. Whether it be straight from the amp into the microphone or previously recorded and uploaded as a separate file attached to the episode, I don't know. But either way, it's going to happen because, as I stated time and time before, this is an attempt to chronicle what's going on with this path I'm taking. This Not this path I'm taking, this path I'm creating. This trail that I'm blazing. I want to be able to to document it. I want to be able to look back in five years when I've gotten somewhere when I, and say, well, I started with that and look where I am now. You know, it's it, it's like the song says, we never questioned if was more like when and how. You know, I want that. That's That's exactly what it is. It's like, I don't see this as, okay, well, you know, maybe if things go a certain way, I'll get there. No, this, this is something that I just see clear as day that, that it's music. Music is where I'm supposed to be. The only thing that's a little muddy is which avenue of it. And, and I think that's, that's the thing. It's like the, the path in front of me is music, but the trail that I need to branch off of that, that's what I need to figure out. And I mean, of course I would fucking love for it to be just me playing music for a living, some kind of musicianship like that. It's that's the fucking golden ticket dream right there. But that, that's not easy. I mean, that's, that's by no means me just putting together a few songs and then bam, there it is. I mean, I, I've seen, I, I watch people on YouTube that have been doing this for years there's people that have just been doing cover songs for the last five to ten years, and they're just now starting to get some kind of notoriety and recognition. I know it's not going to be an overnight thing. I know it's it's not going to be easy. I know there's going to be more people telling me that's a pipe dream. That's that's stupid. You're too old. You're you know. I mean, I'm not too old. I'm 29, but it's like you know, this is something you should have thought of ten years ago. And there's going to be all these different things, different people, different demons trying to push me away from it. Mostly my own doubt, my own, you know, lack of self-worth at times. But when I see something so clearly like this that, that I know is attainable through, of course, you know, no small amount of hard work and determination and willpower, it's if I see it in front of me, I can fucking get it. It just takes the motivation and determination, and I have that right now. It's just, I know I know it's not an overnight thing, is the thing. I want it to be, you know? It's like when you find something you really want, you just want it now. You know, that's the fucking bane of our, our existence in, in this day and age, but I I know it'll get there. It's It's not a question of if. It's it's a when and how, you know. And and I couldn't be more excited for this. It's it's incredible to finally realize what I want to do because I've I've always danced around other things. You know, it's like when I worked for this job before, I worked at a hospital in a cafeteria. They said, Hey, you know, if you want to go to cooking school, we'll put you through and I said, Well, you know, it's better than nothing. I quit that job to do the landscaping job I'm at now. At one point, they told me, well, if you go get some education, there will be a full-time job open for you. Which, by the way, never happened. But nevertheless, 
I'm like, eh, it's better than nothing. You know, it's, it, it was all those, those are very practical jobs. Like the, any smart person would sit there and go, well, that's what I should do. That's what I'm going to do. And, you know, it probably is what I should do, but I don't want to avoid my dreams for the sake of convenience. You know, I, I, it's weird. Like, I know that kind of sounds childish and really selfish, but it's, you know, it's not like I'm trying to be an astronaut. <laughs> you know, or or a uh, a cowboy or something. You know, it's. It, I mean, I I feel like this is really attainable because it's not. It's not just something that I'm just like one day. I'm like, oh well, I'm gonna go do this instead. No, this is something I've been building towards for the last decade. You know, in, in my just gathering experience. If if I had thought of this earlier, I'd been pushing for it a lot sooner. But. You know, this is just something, like I said before, just kind of divined upon uh, about a month ago. And, I mean, better late than never, I guess. That's <laughs> uh, not very convincing. No, it's 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 where I need to be. I know that for a fact. And nothing is going to stand in my way of of getting there. And if, for some reason, I don't. That's the if, is if I don't. There's not an if I do, there's an if I don't, I will get there. But if something happens and I don't, like you know, if my hands get cut off or I die or something, then you can't say I didn't try. You can't say I didn't say that's my dream and I'm walking right towards it. I'm running full speed. And that's what I want to do. So my first step towards doing that, aside from actually saying that's what I want to do, is um, I have a, a tour in mind. I, I actually had a date set up, but they emailed me and said that it was actually booked full, so they couldn't schedule me for it, which kind of bummed me out. But there's a school down in San Francisco called the uh, Academy of Arts, and they have a music production program that I guess is pretty reputable. Not not just the program itself, but the school is. there. There's actually... Uh, I can't remember any off the top of my head, but I briefly had seen it before, and, and there's a, a decent list of alumni that have graduated from that school that are celebrities or very well-known people in their respective fields. And then I have a couple friends who have friends that went there and have said nothing but positive wonderful, encouraging things about going to that school. The only downside is it's San Francisco, which is really fucking expensive. So, I mean, if by some sheer force of luck I actually got into that school, I probably wouldn't live in San Francisco, probably in one of the surrounding cities that would be cheaper. But, you know, that's that's a bridge I'll cross when I get to it. But next, not next month, I keep saying next month, but it's still June. In August, they have a whole plethora of tours available where, you know, okay, so the program I was looking into is called the Hospitality Program, but it's only in July. And the only weekend that I could go is the one weekend that they're completely booked. They have one other one open, but I'm, it's it's stupid because, you know, for something that I really, really, really want to go do, you think I'd make the time for it, but I, I absolutely can't. You know, I've got, 
uh, prior engagement with uh, another job that I do. Aside from the municipality government landscaping job, I have a side job that I do that's landscaping. That's that's more on a a commitment basis. It's like, you know, it's scheduled weeks ahead of time that needs to be done. So unfortunately, I really, I mean, I could cancel it, but, and he would totally understand, but it's, you know, with, with how hectic the month of July actually is in terms of work and in terms of getting everything ready. And I, I mean, the hospitality program that's there. So what it is is, this school will, you have to get there, you have to pay for your way, and you have to pay for your own food, but when you get there, they'll put you up for two nights, and they'll give you a tour of the facilities, and you can meet with advisors and things like that. It's basically a tour, but you can stay there. Which is awesome, but I mean, I might as well just wait until things die down just a little bit. You know, collect myself, not not just jump into this blindly, do my research, and then just go in August and take a week off of work and I have friends down there that I can meet. I, I, I wouldn't ask to stay with them. I'd never put that upon anybody. But in, in the time it takes to get there, I can save up more money. I can get a hotel for a few nights and I can see the sights. I can take a little vacation on top of touring the school and getting an idea of what their program is like. I don't even know if I want to go there. I just want to see what it's like. And I don't need two days to do that. I just need one day there, really. And it's not entirely bad. I mean, from where I live, it's about, I'd say, a 10 to 12 hour drive. Which isn't awful. And I love a good road trip. That's 10 to 12 hours of podcasts I can listen to. That ain't bad. <laughs> That's 10 to 12 hours of pod block I could listen to. Uh-uh. Uh. Lord knows I'll have a lot of those to catch up on since I'm going back through and listening to old episodes, but uh, nevertheless. Uh, quick side note, if you don't know what that is, you're an idiot. Podblocked is an awesome podcast from Canada hosted by Chris and Joe, who are in fact both Canadian. It's an awesome show. Uh, you should go check it out at podblock.com or podblock.blodpods.com because they're also part of that network. Uh, you you can tell them I sent you if you want, but it won't get you any special treats. Maybe maybe a little kiss on the cheek from Joe and a, a bit of a butt squeeze from Chris. But other than that, you know, anything else is entirely up to them. That's the Packy special, though. Weird how it involved cheeks. Anyway. Um... But yeah, so it's, like I said, it's about 10 to 12 hours from here. And, and I love a good road trip. I mean, I've, I've never gone to California before, so this is all part of a new adventure for me. And, and that's that's exactly what this entire endeavor is. It's a brand new adventure. It's something I'm embarking upon that I've never done before. It's terrifying, but at the same time, it's exhilarating. And I need this. I need this kind of change in my life. And I need I need it to be focused towards something that's not only beneficial to my my psyche, but also my future. And even if something doesn't pan out and I don't end up liking that school or it's just not the right fit for me, I tried. And that still proves that I have the wherewithal to attempt to make this work. Because it's going to work. I just need to get there 
So it it's just kind of proving it to myself that I can do this. Because I've I've had grandiose dreams before. I've had, you know, ideas of, oh, I want to go do this, I want to do that, and they always fall through, you know. It never ends up working out. But this is different. Like I said, this is something I've been building upon for over a decade now, and and this feels right. This feels right. You know what? It fits. It's kind of the theme of this episode, just things fitting right where they're supposed to go, and I'll tell you, it sure as shit fits. Well, I think we're at about time for the official first episode of Delayed Effect, but I want to take a moment to thank you for joining me. Oh, actually, no, we're not at time, because I said before I'd bring up why this isn't part of the Tangibound Network specifically. Um, Mark's been having a lot of issues with the host site. He's actually rebuilding it from scratch right now, and with how busy he is with that and with how much, I think, bandwidth that is taken up by all the other fucking shows in the network, it's just it's not going to work to have him build this podcast for me in a sense so i i'm doing this all myself he gave me a free hosting site that i can use which is awesome which i'm going to use for starters but i think eventually i want to take this to maybe some paid site you know I, I don't know what the guys at podblock use i know they used podbean before but they said they had a lot of problems with it and i wonder what they use now i should ask them but eventually i want to i want to get this to this is just my show. You know, it's it, it's it's cool because it's gonna it's still gonna be brought to you by the Tangibound Network. It's it's gonna be like sponsored, I guess, in a way. But also by the Bloodpots Network, because Mark and Zach are like the reason that I continue podcasting. They are my influence for this specific avenue of my life. And without I mean without Mark I wouldn't even have a podcast and without Zach I probably wouldn't be continuing podcasting because when 8-Bit started falling by the wayside he was the one that was pushing me to still do down the bunny hole he's like come on fucker we gotta record an episode so um I I want this to be like I, I guess sponsored by them in a way like I can't think of a better term right now but yeah that I just wanted to give a quick little shout out to those networks because without them I wouldn't be here it's pretty much how it is okay well as I said we're, we're about at time so um, if you wouldn't mind uh, if I get this all set up properly you should be able to find the show on iTunes which would be great because then you could just subscribe to it if you're an iTunes user and every time a new episode comes out bam right to your device be pretty cool if you could rate and review it as well. I don't care what you give it. You can give it one star. I mean, if if you give it anything less than three, a comment would be cool saying why, just so I can know. You don't have to, but I mean, if you're giving me a shitty rating, I'd kind of like to know what I did to deserve it. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's going to change, but you know, feedback is always nice. You could also find me on Stitcher if I get that set up properly as well. Hopefully I do. I mean, like I said, I've never set any of this up myself before, so hopefully you're hearing this. 
but if uh if you if you got me on Stitcher, add me to your favorites so when you get a new episode dropped, it'll pop up on there. Or even Podcast Addict. You can add me to I don't know exactly what they call it. I use that app. It's really fucking cool cuz you you get you choose your favorite shows, you add them to like a little channel. And then when it refreshes and it tells you all of these new episodes came out, you can actually download them right to your device, which is great because Stitcher doesn't allow you to do that. Stitcher is great for streaming, but I I actually prefer downloading them to the device so it doesn't use my data as much. And I know that's kind of a big thing nowadays now that it seems that the uh, free unlimited data, not free, the, the unlimited data is uh, gone for the most part. So... I recommend that one. And if you want to kick it old school, just go to the website. And uh, download it from there. I don't know what the website is right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, you go download it from there. I don't even know what it is. Um, but hopefully I will soon. I, I want to say it's it's not going to be delayedeffect.com. I don't think I can get that, but I'm, I'm using podcast.com to host this this show and I don't know exactly how their hyperlinks or their URLs work yet so um but hey if you're listening to this show it's more than likely because you listen to one of my other shows so by the time I find out I will officially announce it on there so that you can know and why the fuck not I'll probably set up a Twitter and a Facebook for this show too that's just one more fucking social thing I need, but Facebook pages are pretty easy to maintain, and Twitter accounts, yeah, it's fine. I already have three. Why not four? Fuck, I already have two podcasts. Why not three? <laughs> uh, whatever. At least it's fun, right? All right. Well, for this week, I'm Packy, and this has been Delayed Away.
Oh, God's greatest miracle. Oh. 